What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Brothers Podcast. Yeah. I am your boy, your host, Steven City P. Watson. As always, back online, my partner in crime. Dante Chase Bridges, a.k.a. Dante Chase Bridges. Never needed an a.k.a. And together that will make us... Goddamn brother. Yes, yes, y'all. It is here. It is thir- It's Friday. I thought it was supposed to be Thursday. It is Friday, October 2nd. We are three months away from the end of the year. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, but sir. you know what's more important about that? What's that? We're growing ever so closer to Scorpio season. Because mm. you know what that means. Acting a fool and uh, not having any accountability. Ooh, goddamn. Because only Scorpios can do it best. Keep but... giving you $20 tips under the uh, table, even though you 30 fucking five years old. Because that's what I'm going to get. Also, uh, <laughs> a lot of women that's going to come back into my life that's going to tell me that they miss me. And now they want to rekindle something. Because that's going to be the end of my 52-day cycle. Also, I'm probably gonna get a lot of people to tell me how much you. Fifty-two days, psych. What? What? Yeah, what? 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 what something completely what, what, different. That's something completely different. I'm hoping so. And, and we got something that we need to talk about today. Oh uh, yeah, we do. Forget about what my personal is. Oh, uh, I hope so. What are we talking about today, man? Today we are talking about the, the the debacle, the catastrophe, the the biggest shit show in political history. Donald Trump. And Joe Biden's debates and the aftermath of that. Because mm-hmm. there's so much shit. <laughs> so much stuff going on. There's just so much to process. I don't even know where to begin, but it was very entertaining, though. Yes, it will be. But first, we got a little something we like to call Town Hall Business. Mr. Bridges, what you got? First of all, Saturday, November 14th in Crestwood, Illinois. The Brothers Foundation is partnering up with Five Below as we draw our first annual electronic school drive, okay? This is for people in the Chicagoland area between 7 and 14. So, people, get your kids to sign up. We got 10 that signed up already, 15 more slots left. Now, you're going to get all the electronics that you need in order to make this CPS school year successful. So, hit the brothers at Brothers Foundation Chicago at gmail.com. That's Brothers Foundation Chicago at gmail.com to get your kids signed up. Also, usual suspect. Shout out to WIAN. Shout out to Kevin Mumphreys. He the one that put us on in WIAN. What up, Kev? Shout out to where you can catch the brothers on iHeartRadio. Shout out to iTunes. Shout out to Spotify. Shout out to I, him, and everybody that make the brothers worthwhile. Because we ain't nothing but a Google away. Literally. Go Google the Brothers right now. Yes, sir. I'm done. As always, shout out our official DJ JMC on his projects. This project's the uh, Daydreams to Reality podcast on World Air TV, their central hub. Yes, it's called World Air TV. No, uh, Project <laughs> X, the other, their group podcast, also on World Air TV. Shout out to my sports podcast along with I'm Trying Jennifer, Beauty in the Brain. Uh, be sure to check you out for us that. Shout out to our viewers who tune in every single week. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. We thank y'all. Thank you for tuning in. And we'll always be there for you. I was just thinking, I hope nothing wild pop up on my phone. Well, I was sitting there like, all right, we're doing we're doing a stream. And then something popped up. And I said, who is this something that I ain't supposed to see? I was I'm like, oh, wow, I swear to God, if I something came up that I got traumatized, I was like, oh, I'm cutting this stream right the fuck off. Like, it's done. Can we wrap the show up? <laughs> Wrapping this up right there. We went on for 
less than 10 minutes and already I'm traumatized. So I'm like, all right, bro, I'm like, done. Oh, shit. I'm done. Uh-huh. I'm done with this shit. Uh-huh. I'm done. <laughs> we will we will come back next uh-huh. week and start this all over again, hopefully. <laughs> well, maybe, I, need, I, need, I, need, I need 24 hours. I need 24 hours to process what the fuck just Man, happened. Man, we going to have to get another way. <laughs> shit. I am uncomfortable. We, got, we, we need something different. We'll, we'll figure this out eventually. <laughs> woo, that was uncomfortable right there. But anyway, <laughs> Dr. Bullet on that one. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So, anyway, let us get back on track. Let's yes, talk yes, about yes, yes. the presidential debate that took place Tuesday. And by God, I don't even know where we begin here. Oh man, just let's just begin. start off with that the, the behavior, the attitudes. Biden and Trump. Trump looked like a schoolyard bully just going in and picking on a little dude like Joe Biden saying, talking over people, yeah. doing what the fuck he won't, disobeying the uh, the moderator, Chris Wallace. Mm. He just doing, just, he act like, man, I'm big, I'm big hoss dog outlaw. I'll do what the fuck I want. I'm the president of the United States. Mr. President, you agreed to give people two minutes of your time for each side. Why are you doing this? I'm the president. I do what the fuck I want. That's basically what he did. Now, before we even get into this, I just want to make a disclaimer for myself. Mm-hmm. Number one, Dante Chase Bridges is not for Donald Trump, nor is he for Joe Biden. Dante Chase Bridges is only for an agenda that benefits me and people in my similar situation. So Dante Chase Bridges is not a Democrat, nor Republican, nor a liberalist, nor a left wing, right wing, the tail of the head. I am for the agenda of whatever benefits the people in my similar situations, sometimes my similar who, because all skin folks ain't kin folks, and the people that are going to go down the same path as me. I thought you just want to say, I don't want Dante Chase Bridges in for Dante Chase Bridges. Because <laughs> I ain't never needed an AKA, motherfucker. I <laughs> said that. That's going to be my tagline. You know I'm going to run for Alderman in four years. This is, and he's going to run up that hashtag, and I'm going to mm. be scared. No, I'm, you know, you know I'm going to run. But, yeah, man. So, with that being said, man, <laughs> everything that I have to say is going to be a little ruffling of the feathers. I'm going to keep it real with you. You're not going to agree with a lot of stuff that I say, but hey, that's me. That's what he always does. You see, yeah. Who I be? Now let's get into it. Man. All right, go ahead. What do you? What do you? What do you? Get it off your chest, man. What are you about to talk? Tell it. Well, the first thing I gotta say, number one, numero uno, I believe that the presidential debate is something that is going to cause most of the nations of the United, I say of the United yeah, States, yeah. but most <laughs> of the nations of the world, okay. to basically laugh in our faces. Because even though that we are raging war against the president that's sitting in 45, like you say, we still have to understand that it's inside of our house and we have people on the outside laughing at everyone that is inside of our house. Mm -hmm. So although you may hate Donald Trump, although you may not like Joe Biden, you have to realize at this point. It's almost like the cousins feuding and everybody in the neighborhood like, look at them silly dudes over there. You can't take them seriously. That's the first thing I got to say. So be aware of what you are saying because the world is watching the United States. And trust me, they ain't got a lot of good stuff to say. Now, the second thing that I have to say is I believe when you deal with Donald Trump, I am 100% sure that people cut off their cognitive skills, their logical skills. 
and they're running off something that's called confirmation bias. Confirmation bias is before you believe or hear what somebody has to say, you've already formed your opinion. And I believe a lot of times people have basically just drooled their minds on autopilot and started to feel that Donald Trump is going to say what their confirmation bias always feels about him anyway. And I believe that that's starting to happen because I'm not hearing bad. I'm not hearing the worst coming out of his mouth, but I am hearing a reaction almost like he said the worst. Well, isn't it mostly justified, though? Morally, it is kind of justified because it is Donald Trump, and we know Donald Trump says things that are not popular. Well, give me some examples, good brother. Well, let's take, it, let's take it back, basically, how he conducted himself in this whole debate. He called out Joe Biden's son. Mm, yeah, they called was, him a crackhead that or was, a cokehead. That was something. Now, regardless of whether that be true or not, you know, as a man, not even as a politician, mm. not even as a political figure, but as a man, a father, a human being, you air my son out on national TV, his personal business, we gonna have a problem. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck who you are. I don't give a fuck if you're the president of the United States. I don't give a fuck if you're the free leader of the free world. I don't care if you have the highest office. One man to another man, you don't bring my family's problems into public. I absolutely agree with you. And so Trump, in that opinion, in my opinion, even though I was like, oh, damn, he brought it up. That's out of line like a motherfucker. Because when, when have you ever heard a president attack somebody else's uh, an opponent's family member like that? Now. Let's let's pause here. Okay. There are several presidencies during presidential runs that have attacked people's personal families. Okay. The Bushes attacked Obama's presidential family even before he became president. And to find out that the goddamn Bushes actually raised parts of the Obamas. Okay. That's number one. Number two, Bill Clinton was attacked. Number three, Ronald Reagan was attacked. This is the art of war. This but to this degree though? Now, that's why I say, and I'm going to go back to this. I'm going to keep on going back to this. When we look at this presidential campaign, we are seeing that people are using a lot of confirmation biases when you're dealing with Donald Trump. Because the things that normally happen on every presidential candidate race is happening here. But because we are so programmed in hatred of Donald Trump without hearing any words, hearing any message, we look at him and we say, I hate you already, even though this is exactly what people do. Nobody understands what Joe Biden said because you were too focused on the confirmation bias of Donald Trump. And I'm going to make this disclaimer one more time. I am not for Donald Trump, nor am I for Joe Biden. My position in life is an observationalist. I observe what's happening around me, and then I make my decision on what I'm objectively observing. And when I take my emotions out of it, and I observe what's happening around me, I can start to see that people are going on their what we call logos, or pathos. And that is your emotions in order to make a sound and logical decision. Can I make my disclaimer? Can I make my disclaimer? Make your disclaimer. Make it real simple. I don't give a fuck about neither one of these motherfuckers. Look at this. I honestly don't. Look. I don't like neither one of them. I don't trust either one of them. Right. And this is not just a, well, it's just these two guys. It's a period of time where it's been manifested where parties put out representatives that don't really meet the best interests of the people, specifically people of our complexion, black people. So it's kind of pointless to kind of root for them. Like, 
I'm gonna tell you a quick story. There's something I don't really like to bring up. But, oh, bro, don't tell me nothing about like an uncle. No. Okay. What are you talking about? Because <laughs> you know we had a show. You kept saying uncle. No, I, I don't. Was, it was a lot of questions I no. wanted to ask, but I let it. Okay. Just, no. Just go. You got it. But, that, but that's another day. I know. Anyway, no, um, never. <laughs> keep that. But a while back, four years ago, when Trump first started elected, running election, I did not like Hillary Clinton. Right. I damn sure didn't like Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a joke. I thought it was a farce that he was running. And I said, damn, this is how far American politics has come? That we mm-hmm. got this motherfucker running? Right. I hate to admit it that I swallowed a little bit of pride and dragged my knuckles to the pole and I tried to vote for Hillary Clinton. Silverback style. You just dragged Yeah, I dragged my knuckles to the pole to vote for Hillary. Mm-hmm. It wasn't because I liked Hillary. It was because I just did not want to see a motherfucker like Trump win. I was personally voting for Bernie Sanders, even though we know I tried to get the best case scenario out of the situation, okay? Right, right, right. So you always go for the best case scenario. Unfortunately, clearly that didn't work out too well, and I realized why the fuck am I wasting my time? And my question to you would be now, just objectively looking at the situation, if you didn't like the agenda that, uh, who was it at the time? Uh, Hillary Clinton and Donald and Trump. And Donald Trump, right? Mm-hmm. Why would you even vote in the first place? Now, I'm going to say this for this reason. The reason why a person vote is for whatever specific agenda that they want to be passed, mm-hmm. for it to be passed. If there's no specific agenda that basically caters to you mm-hmm. and the people that are around you and the people that share your similar plight, then there is actually no reason for you to vote. You're voting in vain at that point. Which is the reason why we're in this situation right now. Now, I've had these arguments on social media about people telling me, if you don't vote Democratic or you don't vote for Biden, then you might as well just vote for Trump. You're just splitting the vote. Let me make this perfectly clear. As we said before, neither one of us are Trump supporters. Mm-hmm. But we have been put in a situation where now is, what are you doing for me for me to have to vote for you? And let me just take this back real quick to yeah. the 1800s. In the 1800s, all of anybody that considered themselves to be African-American or a black skin hue was actually a Republican. It didn't take until the left and the right wing split and separate for the actual aristocratic society to say, hey, all these people over here, we want you to do this and call yourselves Democrat. And all these people over here, we want you to do this and call yourself Republican in order for us to get votes on both sides right. so we can carry out the one agenda that we always have. Because it's not the left wing, it's not the right wing. The person making the decision is the head. Okay? And the head is ruling both sides. Before the 1800s, there was no such thing as the Democratic Party or the left wing, or the right wing. And anybody that voted for the Republicans was, was um, I had some, I had some, uh, okay. I had some shit right here. Ugh. Anybody that was voting for the Republicans was voting for the Republic of America because America was not an organization at that point. So I think one thing is, we don't know what the hell the terms actually mean when we say we're voting Republican or reverting Democrat. Because a democracy, we definitely don't have. We've never had a democracy. And a democracy is not even written into the Constitution that we're supposed to be following. There's no such thing as a democracy or the word inside of the United States Constitution. So why the hell do we even put our morals and our laurels on the fact that there's a Democrat that we got to be loyal to? It makes no goddamn sense to me just objectively observing this situation. 
That's before we even talk about Donald Trump and Joe Biden, bro. Well, you know how that situation is, is that when you look at the track record and the history and the lineage of voting for this one side, which is like what the situation is basically what the Democrats are dealing with now. They are running as if they're entitled to the black vote and they don't really have to do anything for it other than just be president and accountable and accountable. I have a question for you. Now, just looking at the demographics of the United States, Mm -hmm. the statistics say, according to the U.S. Census, that 74% of the United States is Caucasian. Mm -hmm. And only 13% of the United States is, quote-unquote, African-American. This is my question to you and everybody in Facebook land or YouTube land or wherever this may land. Why is it so crucial for you to try to pander to the African-Americans as far as trying to pass an agenda so that they'll say, okay, I'll vote for you. When we make up less than the minority of the vote, especially the popular vote that you need in order for you to be called a president. Because if it came to the popular vote, that's null and void because the last popular vote didn't mean shit. Yeah, Hillary Clinton won the last popular vote and Donald Trump was still elected by the Electoral College. So, Which is funny I, because a lot of people didn't even know what the Electoral yeah, College was. And just let me land on this one and I'm, I'm, I'm going to give it right back to you. So what is the true, the true hidden agenda that we are in if we're minorities with 13% and you got to pander to us, you don't need to pander to the African-American community in order to um, become president because the Electoral College is going to name whoever they want to. And we only make up 13% of the population and the 75 or the 74% is the ones that's actually going to make the decision according to the popular vote. And that shit don't even matter. So what is the real agenda with all this? Okay. Is this a popularity contest? Is this entertainment? Is this like a TV studio Truman Show? Y'all remember the Truman Show? Mm-hmm. Remember that movie, The Truman Show? Is this the worldwide Truman Show that we're looking at? That's why when I look at Donald Trump and I look at Joe Biden, I don't look at them as politics. I look at them as entertainment. And I'm able to separate my emotions and objectively look at them and say, who is giving me the best situation okay Mm. now if we land right there who would you say objectively speaking if you did not know that donald trump had his name joe biden had his name who do you think has the best agenda for the african-american vote donald trump or joe biden neither that's what you feel that's how i honestly feel okay neither one of them and let's start let's make this perfectly loud and clear i know a lot of people are saying well donald trump proposed this plan for the Stimulate Black America plan, which we know we've heard about that. Y'all probably heard about that already about now. He's supposed to put, I think, what, $70 billion into... I, somebody correct me if I'm wrong about the total no, It's, it's in the billions, though. So he's supposed to invest $70 billion over the course of 10 years into the black economy. Basically, it's jobs, creation, uh, entrepreneurial entrepreneurial uprisings, community building, building, housing, proper housing, so on and so forth. And it's supposed to take place over the course of 10 years. And it's almost unfortunate, you know, it's kind of like you feel like it's a a fucking bait and switch move. But the unfortunate but about this is that 
I have yet to hear one Democrat do a counter proposal for that. Okay. So it's almost like, yeah, it's pandering. Yeah, it's kind of bait and switch. But if I have to vote, why would I vote the other side that doesn't even want to present me anything? I think what you're kind of saying and what I kind of feel in myself is you have one person that although you feel may be full of shit. Yes. But at least he's giving you an agenda that's going to affect your people and your family. Mm. And then you have what is supposed to be what the black people are swayed towards the Democratic Party with Joe Biden and Kamala Harris that will even mention the name African-American or black people or community building or black activism or black funding, which is what we want, black funding and black resources. Mm -hmm. So I believe a lot of African-Americans are trying to practice cognitive dissonance. And that's when you know something is one way, but you turn off your mind in order to follow the less beaten path. Because you can clearly see that the Democratic Party has not given any type of agenda for anybody that shares your hue. And for, and this is something that a lot of people got to understand. When I say African-American, when I say black, yes, a color, yes, a classification. But trust me, middle America is in a either equal or worse case than what you think African-Americans is. Because if you go travel, if you go through rural Cincinnati, if you go through rural Ohio, rural Pennsylvania, rural Indiana, North Dakota, South Dakota, Montana, rural Iowa, those people are living in squalor. The United States, although we put on this persona that it's so good and so beautiful, those are specific cities. Most of the United States is Poverty stricken, third world damn near poverty stricken. Mm-hmm. I've seen some shanty shacks going through the Appalachian Mountains trying to get to New York. And I would say, God damn, a human lives in that? And that's most of that 74% of that Caucasian population that we say is anti black. They anti don't want to be poor. Right. So we are being affected just like them. Because trust me, they're not getting any resources too. And they make up most of the population in the United States. So you have to look at things on an objective standpoint before you use your emotions, which is pathos, in order to make a decision about Donald Trump. Shout out. Thank you, uh, Brandon Dunn, for uh, one of our new viewers. It's $500 billion. Wow, that's more than I even thought it was going to be. You said $70 billion. I said $70 billion. I lowballed the hell out of that. $500 billion. They would have said so. Wait, 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 hold on. Like, <laughs> hey. Let me change the number. Fuck you know what? I thought like, <laughs> oh, he's full of shit. 500 billion. Like, look, even that's an unrealistic ass number that I don't expect the black community to get. From this government? From this? Hell no. They not. You know damn well they're not, that's a bait and switch tactic. You know what? I got another dynamic that uh, it's going to get me in a whole lot of trouble. Yeah, it's always is. <laughs> One of the reasons why people are really at odds with Donald Trump is because they call him a racist, right? Yes. Okay. Now, I understand that Donald Trump, as far as keeping the Latino Mexican population outside of the United States by proposing to build a wall, by doing the ICE camps, and supposedly supposedly, and allegedly there is um, hysterectomies that are happening in this camp with the uh, women inside coming from Mexico, okay? Now, that is a lot to pull on the heartstrings. And any logical person is not going to go against somebody damn near committing genocide to an entire population, okay? Mm -hmm. Now, that has put 
there to distract you because nobody wants to go against the heart of America. Okay, but what you must realize is, and this is just dealing with history, integration of another race has always been the African-Americans worst enemy because African-Americans, as far as the workforce, work population of the United States makes up little to minute. When you have integration coming from Mexico and integration coming from poor Europe, Western Africa, you're having people that are being put on a platform bigger and higher than the people that are actually here. So they dilute our workforce as they bring more integration from Mexico, from Europe, from Africa. So when I look at somebody, and we're not going to call him Donald Trump, we're just going to call him Person B, that says that I'm not going to bring more immigrants into the United States to keep the war workforce at bay. To me, as a logical person, that makes sense to me. Because if the workforce is already diluted for African-Americans, bringing in more immigrants, giving them a credit score that's higher than most African-Americans because the average credit score for African-Americans is 510, okay? That ain't really going to give you nothing. When they come in here from West Africa, from Mexico, when they're legal, from uh, Northern and Western Europe, they are given a credit score higher than that. How do you think they're able to get the businesses on the uh, liquor stores and the gas stations when they come in here? They literally don't know how to speak English and they qualify for a credit score that'll get them a BP or a Shell gas station? And a grant. And a grant. Do you understand the benefits that they're given as immigrants that the African-American would die for? So when you say somebody is racist because they don't want to let somebody in that's going to dilute a steel mill that you still can't even get a job in, you got to understand you're killing yourself because you're trying to think you're altruistic about letting all these people in that's going to literally take your job. Because if you live in an African-American community, I know one thing you got. What? I know two things you got. You got Mexicans mowing your lawn. Mm -hmm. You got Arabic Middle Easterners in your gas stations. Or your corner stores. Or your corner stores. And you have some form of Asian running your beauty supply houses. Now, you might have an exception to the rule of an African-American that opened their own. Right. But for the most part, in the standard, is the Asian that runs a beauty supply in your own neighborhood. And the reason why that continues to happen a lot is because traditionally, this is of what we have known during our upbringing. We have done, we have dealt with this demographic and this mindset and this ideology for about what the last our entire lives it's for the last 200 years yes so let's say well we, let's, let's put it in perspective of our lives we see this all the time we literally do you don't go and for lack of a better word you don't go to a white neighborhood and see that mm -mm. where in this white neighborhood i live in a predominantly white neighborhood i will admit that but i'm in more of the black area of my white neighborhood and you can go to a local liquor store or you can go to a local gas station or a grocery store and you know it's run by white people yes. because white people run this area. Yes. You go to a black neighborhood and guess what? A black the stores, the gas stations, the beauty supplies are run by people who aren't black. Yes. But they're not white either. No. So what exactly are we looking at here? We're looking at a systemic integration that has pretty much put us almost at the bottom of the barrel. 
Yes. As far as the social standing, as far as the economic standing, as far as appeal, mm-hmm. it's always that, 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 and in us. And objectively speaking, mm-hmm. if you allow a government that is stacking the bricks on top of you by putting you at the bottom of the barrel mm-hmm. by allowing immigration and when they try to combat immigration or illegal immigration you call it racism mm-hmm. you're going to keep putting yourself in a worse situation yeah. because most of the population of another continent coming in like I said is going to dilute your already depleted workforce mm-hmm. this is basic economics 101 this has nothing to do with Donald Trump, Donald Trump, or whatever you may want to call him. It has nothing to even do with Joe Biden. It's just that anybody that pushes the agenda, you have to look at sideways. Because why would you feed everybody else that's not in your own household before you feed the people inside of your household? That makes no sense. So with that, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this as far as the election process is gone. Look at this debate. That's just entertainment. Entertainment. It's just a TV show that captivated you. You got two individuals running for an office and essentially that don't really mean shit in the grand scheme of things. Because you can say they have power. But where is the real power at? It's in the aldermans that you run your neighborhoods. It's the senators that and the governors that run your, your states. It is the people, the directors that run your regions. It's these people in your Senate, in your Congress, in your Houses of Representatives. These are the people that make the laws and pass the laws that make your life either easier or more complicated. Those are the ones. Now, if you're going to vote for something, if you're going to vote for something, that's what you need to pay attention to. Because Trump or Biden ain't going to do a damn thing. Not a got. Damn thing. But these motherfuckers who have been sitting in office for about 25, 30 years still passing laws and bills to make their lives easier and your lives more complicated is the reason why we are in the situation we're in now. Yes, you can say, yeah, we need some new blood. You can say that. You can definitely say that we need some new blood. But you also have to understand this, people. The new blood you got has to represent you. And if they don't represent you, you also could be wasting your time. So the thing is, is that we always talked about before, we need to start focusing on our communities and the people who we assign to run them. That means we need to start having our value, our money, our backing put into the politicians that we need to make the laws for us to make it easier for us to live. And you do that on the community and local level, not the presidential level. That is like my guy saying, entertainment. So take the emotion, get more practical and pragmatic with your approach to things. Look at things objectively. And at the end of the day, trust me, it's not going to affect you like you think. But if you don't vote for your ward or your precinct, That's what's going to affect you. So take your energy and make sure that your community is doing well before you focus on some shit that has nothing to do with you. And trust me, it's not going to trickle down in the way that you think. It's been like this for two, three hundred years. Right. That's all I got to say about it. At this point, we know what the game is. And it's going to be a dicey one. 
So if you're going to, to be compelled, and also, real quick, disclaimer. Stop saying that your ancestors died for this right to vote. I'm so sick of hearing that shit. My ancestors died for equality. My ancestors died for proper housing. My ancestors died for the right to be treated as an equal human being. Voting ain't got shit to do with none of that. They only thought that voting was a means to an end, not the end. Right. Could I say that one more time? Go ahead. They only felt at the moment that voting was a means to an end, Mm -hmm. not the end. You are caught up in thinking that the voting is the end. Like he said, equality, proper housing, leave me the hell alone so I can raise my family was what they were going for. Right. Not the act to vote. Right. And damn sure wasn't integration that damn much either. I don't know if equality means integration, but it damn sure didn't. Okay. So the bottom line is. You look at these two guys going back and forth, calling themselves clowns and stupids, telling each other to shut up, talking over each other, and entertaining you, and you thinking, wow, these guys are jackasses, and it's all well and good. At the end of the day, they got an agenda, and the agenda ain't exactly your for you. Never has been. It never has been, and probably never will be. So in this, in this time, you have to vote and understand who you put in power as far as locally for you to be able to do something on a grander stage. Because at this point, Trump and Biden are just representing us to the world. And it's not a good representation. We ain't looking so good right now. We are looking like shit. We are looking like trash. We are looking like a joke. There's countries all over the world laughing at us. Motherfuckers have gotten over the pandemic Already, <laughs> New Zealand barely got anybody with the coronavirus. What's our death toll at? 300,000 already? We over 300,000 deaths already over this coronavirus. We don't even know if that's accurate because the CDC has already said that it's only 10% of what they was actually saying it was. So in other words, we don't even know the exact numbers. Don't know the exact numbers. But we know we know people are dying. <laughs> But not any other countries. Italy's gotten over it. New Zealand got over it. Then in China, where people said it started from, they pretty much got over it. And your monkey ass still wearing a mask and getting mad because you was about to walk in the family dollar and forgot it, got to go back to the car. You still going through that life. You don't have to get personal. It's like that's happened a couple of times. I know, I know, I know. Everybody is going through that. Man, I, 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 I can't even, I go to the gym and I'm walking up to the door. I said, damn, damn. I forgot my mask. You got to walk back to the car get yeah. your damn mask up. Who wears a mask? We have to. Because we don't want to get infected. Okay. With some shit like that. And you're probably going to talk about a mandatory vaccine now. Yes. Mandatory vaccine my ass. So listen. I'm angry. Politics is a play. They are the actors and you are the audience. Watch it. Look, observe, be objective. But for God's sakes, leave your goddamn emotions out of it because an emotional person does not make a logical decision. And because I can see the confirmation bias all over your faces, you're not making logical decisions. And that doesn't mean that you have to be for Trump or Biden, okay? But get your emotions out of it because you're looking a little feminine right now, okay? I can put it like this. Don't be for Trump. 
Don't be for Biden. Be for you. Make the best decision for you. Vote for your best interest. Don't let no let don't let neither one of them or any motherfucker on social media peer pressure you into thinking you have to do something. You have to look out for your own best interest because these motherfuckers ain't. You never have. They never have, and they never will. So you gotta do what's best for you. If voting for one of them is what's best for you, do it. If not voting for one of them is best for you, don't then do it. Don't do it. Mm-hmm. So just understand that in the long scheme of things, you have to start building somewhere. And this presidential election ain't it. We are in a shit show of epic proportions. And it's going to get worse November 3rd, because that's election day. Yes, it is. And man, I don't know about you. I'm proud of being right here. <laughs> Not wasting my damn time. Listen, people, this has been another episode of the Brothers Podcast. We back on Big Red. What's going on, Big bro? Red. How you been? He don't speak. He don't speak, man. All right. But he is the third member of the brothers, okay? So, we glad you tuned in. We're going to be delivering a lot more with my brother Big Red back here. Mm-hmm. All right, tune in next week, man. We're going to give in y'all these slappers of topics, man. I'm your host, Dante Chase Bridges. And I am Stephen City P. Watson. And like I always say, man, this ain't peace. This is peace. Peace. I don't know what this is. <laughs>